What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On today's episode of the podcast, we've got an amazing speaker. She is an international speaker, serial entrepreneur, and founder of Brandstrom, a personal branding agency. She's been featured on Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., even Dr. Phil. She's helped several entrepreneurs, real estate agents, and other people with personal branding Stay tuned for this episode of the Hyperfast Show with Kalani Michelle. Welcome to the show today, Kalani. How are you doing? I'm great, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this interview. Yeah, I am too. I know you've got a ton of great stuff to talk about with personal branding and online presence, which is growing more and more uh, in importance every every year, it seems like. So if you're a real estate agent, investor, or just anyone out there trying to learn more about how to do more business through online. Make sure you listen to this entire show. It's going to be great. So before we dive into that, why don't you give our viewers and listeners a little bit uh, on your background, who you are, how you got to where you are today. How I got to where I am today. Well, I was born and raised. No, I'm just kidding. I won't go there. Um, So I kind of started my entrepreneurial journey back in like 2010. And really it was just being bored and wanting something more. And so I started doing these side things, these side gigs, started making a little bit money there. And really as the years progressed, uh, a lot of the direction that I went, went toward like branding and marketing and then operations has always kind of been my jam. Um, so I've, I've always gone down that route and route. And so with that, um, with the branding marketing stuff, I actually, uh, launched, or I didn't quite launch. I started a sportswear line back in, oh gosh, I think it was 2013. Now I spent about a year and a half doing that while I was in grad school and um, learned all about, gosh, sourcing, manufacturing, running a company, uh, building a team, branding, all that sort of stuff. And then um, after I graduated, I got a job that I got an offer in the corporate world doing operations. And then from there, I was like, man, like I really want, like, I just want the challenge of doing something on my own. And so I hopped out of that and just started doing my own thing and then just got into the space and took a ton of courses and joined masterminds and hired mentors. And it really was just learning all things in the online space. How can I, you know, get better at social media? How can I get more of a following on social media? How can I get more eyes on me and my message that I want to share? And then learning copywriting, learning marketing, learning all the things that we have to learn to market ourselves and build that online presence on social media. And so really it was just a matter of, I was bored. So I decided to do my own thing. And then from there, I created results for myself. And then built an built a team, built an agency, and now literally we do for other people what I've done for myself and some. So that's so you 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 spend a lot of time like in what we would call like self education. It seems like just just kind of figuring a lot of this stuff out. What what were some of the resources that you would have you'd consider like most important in, in learning? You know what what you did, whether it's uh, 
you know, a book, event, person, course? I, the most important thing, at least for me, is more, I mean, I can give you books and courses and I'll give you some of those too, but the most important thing is really um, working on myself in terms of like visualizing, journaling, um, rewriting my self-image, um, because the biggest critic that we have is ourselves. The, the person that stops us the most from getting what we want in life is ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. And so I feel like I have a lot of stories or I had a lot of stories just from my childhood and growing up poor and just limiting beliefs and money stories that I really had to work on and rewrite. And those things I still work on on a daily basis. And, and for me, I just look at myself as a never ending you know, project and it, it's fun and it's exciting, but I would say that's, that's the biggest piece is working on myself. Um, in terms of say courses and those things, uh, copywriting is huge. I took Marie Forleo has a course called the copy cure and I bought it back in, I don't know, probably 2017 is when I bought it. Uh, and I know they've revamped it. So copywriting is great. Um, even learning in terms of like your message as a personal brand, whether no matter what space you're in, whether you're in coaching, whether you're in consulting, real estate, investing, if you're a business professional and you're putting out content, whatever it is, it's really understanding that core message and the essence of who we are and how we want to portray that in the world, but not portray it in a fake way, portray it in a way that resonates with people, but is also very innate to who we are. And so those were some of the key um, pieces. But again, strategy is only say 10%. The rest of it is mm. our belief in ourselves, right? And our ability to actually go out and do things when we do fall down, do, do we get back up? You know, do we continue to make excuses about why we can't do the things instead of saying, you know, you know what I'm doing it. I'm going to keep pressing forward no matter what obstacles I face. So I know that's a kind of a little esoteric there, but, but really like there, there's so many different strategies that I can say, Hey, go do this as a personal brand. And granted, we do have a, um, we do have a system that we've, that I've created and that we do follow when we're building personal brands, but there's a couple of ways that you can go about doing it. And it's just a matter of getting to that end result and not making excuses along the way. And if you do make excuses, recognize it and then overcome that. What, what uh, beliefs did you have to rewrite? You said, you said earlier you had to rewrite and, and still working on that. Some, some beliefs. Yeah. Uh, what were those? Cause, cause my guess is many people, kind of face the same issue in, in that yeah. space yeah well some uh, some of them especially like was money you know because we just didn't have much money so it was like we we could never afford certain things or like a new pair of shoes or certain things that I wanted or if I wanted to go do something we couldn't afford it or I couldn't go on certain class trips because we couldn't afford it and things like that so a lot of it was money's bad like rich rich people is uh, rich people are bad money doesn't grow on trees and and am I worthy of of receiving money am I worthy of making money am I worthy of being paid x amount am I worthy even you know getting like my MBA and stuff like that it was still something that I struggled with back then like I, I know my worth, I know my value, I know how hard I work and all those things, but am I worthy of being able to make six figures, you know, at, at that time? And so that was a big one, but also understanding that I like, am I just deserving of success in general? Because I think a lot of people are, are afraid of success and what that would look like and what people would say about them. So say, for example, I have, um, uh, just people throughout like my childhood that didn't really believe in me, whether it was peers or whether it was teachers or whoever it was. And so for me, a big driving factor back then was I'm going to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? And I think that I was the first person in my graduating class to get a master's degree. And, and so th that a lot of that was like the fuel to, and a catalyst to get me to where I am. But it's, 
and, and even say, I would say within the last 10 years, is, am I deserving of success? Am I, am I deserving of building a million dollar business, a $10 million business, and then a hundred million dollar business? You know, am I deserving of that? And um, it, sometimes it takes just looking in the mirror and, you know, telling yourself pos- positive affirmations. Like I am worthy. I, you know, I, I have all the tools that I need and really it's just getting up every day and doing those things. Yeah, I, I agree. The mindset is, is so important. And, and I think a lot of people get, get stuck in the trap that, you know, this is what I do or I'm not there. And, but, but, but to get there, you have to do these bad things and and I'm not that person. And and so I, I do think the, you know, it's, it's worth everyone's time to, to take a look at their beliefs, figure out what they are and, and figure out what needs to change for them to get to where they want to be. Yeah. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to carryshawcareers.com. Again, that's carryshawcareers.com. Well, and something I did a couple of years ago, Dan, is I was, um, when I was journaling, I started writing down stories of why am I not where I wanted to be, say, at that time. And granted, I feel like that always changes because I'm just very growth mind in the sense that I always want to be reading something. I always want to be learning something like boredom and is not my thing. Like I do not do well in a space of boredom. Like I have to constantly be stimulated and growing in some way or another. And so one, one day I was journaling and I was like, okay, if, if I want to be here, and let's just say uh, for most, let's just say a million dollars. Let's just say that, that, let's just use that arbitrary number. Okay, well, why am I not there yet? Okay, is what stories am I telling myself because I'm not there yet, okay? Is it because my my spouse holds me back? Is it because I don't live in an area where there are a ton of growth-minded entrepreneurs? Is it because I maybe I don't have an office space in a certain place. Is it because I don't have the tools or I don't have enough knowledge, right? And so we can make a list of all those stories that we're telling ourselves that's preventing us from getting there. And then really it's just reverse engineering those stories and and flipping the script on that. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, those are just stories that I tell myself. Those aren't truth. That's not the truth. It's just what I tell myself. So that that was really helpful. Um, The the other thing you you said a little earlier that I thought was really interesting was that strategy is only 10%, right? And, and the rest is, is execution or effort. Mm-hmm. Um, can, you, can you elaborate on that and, and maybe, you know, tell us where most people go wrong in this area or, or, or why they don't get the results they're, they're looking for? Yeah. So in term, when, when I said strategy is only 10%, a lot of it is what are we not doing right a lot of people what are what do they do when they wake up in the morning they they look on social media they're just scrolling at other people's lives they're looking at say i don't know 15 different influencers or people they follow wanting their lives but yet they're not creating the results they're not actually executing that's a big thing is you can have all the knowledge in the world you can take all the courses you can read all the books you can do, do all those things but the only way you're going to get results is if you execute on those strategies 
And so actually one thing that I have stopped doing as much is stopped scrolling through social media over the last couple of years and instead reading certain books or say taking certain courses and then actually executing to get results. Bob Proctor talks a lot about um, the results that we don't have in our lives. And why is that? You know, it's relative to our value in the marketplace. It's relative to how easy it is to replace us. So say with what I do in terms of running a personal branding agency, how easy is it for someone to go hire another agency versus, versus what I do? How easy is it to replace me um, in, in my company? How, you know, in some of those things. And so when we look at, okay, strategy is only 10%. If, if someone were to come to you and say, Dan, I want to make a million dollars or I want to make a hundred thousand or, or yeah, a hundred thousand dollars so six figures, you could tell them so many different ways to go about doing that, right? You'll guide them to real estate because that's your jam and that's your area of expertise, but there's different ways that they can go about doing it. Now, how are they going to get there? It's the execution part. And that's the part where people fall short and then they question their results and they wonder why they don't have results. It's because they're not executing. And it's because they, they don't necessarily believe that they're worthy of it. They don't necessarily believe that they're deserving of success. And so what I would encourage all the listeners to do is if you don't have the results that you want in your life right now, what I would do is start executing more. Stop watching all, you know, spending a couple hours watching TV or watching YouTube and spending it on social media and spend instead more time actually executing and implementing some of those strategies. What um, specifically when it comes to personal branding, uh, what are, what are the, the biggest improvements that, you know, you're able to help people make? Like, like sure. what, are, what are the biggest things people can do to, to, to get more results from this? That's a good question. So when we're looking at building this personal brand, right, we all have one, whether we like it or not. When you say, if we were, if I were to see you in person, Dan, and I'm going to automatically form an impression about you in person based on the way you're walking, the way, what you're wearing, the way that you, you know, talk to me and all of those things. But not, not only that, when I see you online, I'm also forming a certain impression of you. And we do that all of the time. So when we look at say, um, let, let's say specifically uh, real estate agents and investors, when you're trying to get more clients or you're trying to get more deals, how do you appear online? Do you appear authoritative? Do you appear like an authority in, in your industry? Do you appear as someone who is actually moving and shaking where other people would want to give you their hard-earned money, where they would want to connect with you, right? And so when we're talking about building that personal brand, I'm coming at it from the perspective of how can we make you look credible? How can we make you look authoritative in the online space so that there, the opportunities are abundant with not as much hard work because you already look the part. So say when you're reaching out to people in their DMs and you're trying to form connections, they're much more prone to interact with you because they're like, oh, wow, Bob, you know, Bob has a great brand and it looks like he's actually doing something. So yes, I want to connect with him or, or Bob looks like he could sell my house quickly for me at, at a premium price. Great. I'm going to connect with him. And so it's how can we make people look authoritative and credible? Because when we look at some of the successful personal brands in the online space, which most people on here know, we can look at, say, Gary Vee. We can look at Lewis Howes. We can look at Marie Forleo. We can even look at Grant Cardone, right? There are certain things that they have in place in terms of their, their branding. I'm not just saying like their colors and all that sort of stuff I'm, or their logo. I'm not just saying that, but it's the message that they share. It's the way they present themselves online. It's, you know, they do have those digital assets in terms of a website. Their social media profiles do look um, legitimate. And so 
from a personal branding perspective, what we want to do for most individuals is how can we get them to the place of abundant opportunities and even monetization faster because we're able to help them look legitimate, look authoritative. Okay. And so just like when you go to say, say we pull up to the Dollar Tree versus Nordstrom, you're automatically going to form an impression based on that storefront that you see. And that storefront is often our social media profiles and our website. So if we want people to take us more seriously, or if we want people to, per to perceive our products and services as higher quality, if we want them to perceive, uh, perceive our network as those being of higher quality, how can we do that? It's, it's working on that storefront. Again, it's not just the visual side. It's, there's also the messaging and positioning that play into that. But um, I mean, that's the whole premise of, why we do what we do, you know, why, why I have my personal branding agency so we can help people look legit online. Do you, do you feel like um, the personal branding side of it for real estate agents, especially is more important than, you know, branding the business or the team? Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we wanna see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. That's a good question. So here's the thing is when most people buy from people, right? So say if I'm going to go buy a pair of Tom's shoes, I mean, they're, they're such a big company now, but in the beginning, why, why would I have bought their, their shoes? Because I connected with the founder because of their message, because of those sort of things. So I'm buying from a person because I connected to that person. Why are most people buying Tesla? Because of Elon Musk. Who are they going to follow? Who would they rather follow online more, Tesla or Elon Musk? Elon Musk, who Amazon? Who who would most people rather follow? Say on Instagram, Amazon or Jeff Bezos? Do you know what I mean? So when it same thing when it comes to real estate, is you're interacting as yourself. Yes, it's great to have that business presence online and even post content there, but people are going to relate and resonate with people. And so how can you do that? That's by building that personal brand online. Um, in fact, I, I can give you a tip in terms of the social media presence. So we recently worked with a realtor out of um, Idaho and she had, she had just become a realtor last summer. And so she was kind of new to this space. She wasn't new to social media, but her social media profiles were more like personal, like family. And I don't even know, I don't even think that they were public at the time or they might have been, I don't know, but it was all just family oriented. And so what we did with her is we started infusing parts of uh, real estate posts. So whether it's, you know, houses or something to do with real estate or fe like featured room of the day or featured kitchen of the day and things like that, where we started infusing that. But the thing is, is we still have to humanize our brand because that's where we form those connection points with people. So how can you humanize your brand? It's by bringing in some elements of your personal life. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your travel, maybe it's your fitness or whatever it is. And so we bring in these elements of our personal life to create those connection points with other people because people buy from people. So when you ask if we should, um, is personal branding more important than business branding? Um, in the online space, personal branding is very important. I can't necessarily say it's, it's as important. I would say it's just different. 
because you, yes, you're, you would build the, the business brand, but uh, and personally, you're going to be forming connections based on you and who you're reaching out to. So, um, so from my perspective, that's why we focus so much on personal branding is so that um, we can help people be able to, for people to take them more seriously. And then they can ultimately make that impact that they want in the online space. What, what do you think is the biggest um, mistake that real estate agents make when it comes to personal branding and social media? Sure. The biggest mistake I would say, uh, not humanizing their brand. So some people, all they're doing is they're just posting houses and they're just posting real estate related posts. But the thing is that that doesn't connect with those, that doesn't form those connection points. So say here in Utah, if I was looking for a realtor, right, I'm most likely going to go with the one that I might already have a connection with. Do you know what I mean? And so I know you recently interviewed Jimmy Rex. So if I was looking to say buy an investment property, who, who is the first person that comes to my mind? Jimmy Rex. You know what I mean? Like he, he just is. And that's because I right. have that personal connection with him. I've been interviewed on his podcast and I, I, and I, and he, he has humanized his, himself and his brand to the point where I'm like, Oh, Jimmy, I can relate to your adventures. I can relate to your travels. I can relate to these sort of things. In addition, I, in addition to that, I respect you as a professional. So what, um, how, how do you think you balance? Cause earlier you meant, you mentioned the importance of using social media, your online presence to establish yourself as authoritative. So how do you balance the need to do that with doing it in a personal, you know, manner? Yeah. In a humanizing manner. Sure. And I, so we like to break up our content into five different areas, but I would say post about 60% expertise content. And when I say expertise, this could be, or this is your real estate um, posts in anything related to real estate there, but then have 40% that relates even to your entrepreneurial journey and what that looks like. Are you into personal development? Are there books that have helped you get there? Do you have a morning routine? Do you have a night routine? Do you have certain things that you do that have really helped to shape your mindset? And then from there also post parts of your personal life. Some people are like, well, I don't want my kids involved. I don't want my spouse involved. I don't want this. And I don't want that. And that's fine. If, 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 some people are com more comfortable sharing parts of their personal life than other others, but there are per parts of your personal life that most people would be okay sharing. Even if it's not their spouse or their kids, it could be their, their travels. It could be, you know, taking care of themselves and the healthy habits that they have and those sort of things. So when I say on the personal side, that's what I'm referring to. And again, that's what forms those connection points. So 60% of it should be more your area of expertise. So the, the real estate side of things. All right. So you got it. You got to find that balance. Well, uh, this has been a, an amazing interview. I, I loved your energy and, and um, I, I, ideas on, you know, how to, how to be authoritative yet, you know, approachable as, as well as the mindsets, um, you know, thoughts around mindset, rewriting your, your, your beliefs, if they're limiting you. Uh, before we wrap up, I always like to do a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid sure. fire questions. All right. What is your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? A new real estate agent would be to take action. If you want to see results, just take action. What's a common mistake you see successful and established real estate agents make or, or something that they should do that they don't self-sabotage what's been your biggest challenge in business and how did you overcome it biggest challenge i would say 
Um, for me personally, probably more on the team building side because I've had to evolve as an individual and learn new skill sets to build and grow an effective team. What's something that you think is very important to do now when it comes to social media or online presence that people you know weren't even thinking about maybe a year ago? Uh, I don't know if it wasn't people that people weren't thinking about a year ago, but what I would say is find that core message that you really want to share with the world and then go out and start creating content to get your, get the word out there instead of watching what everyone else is doing, create content. And, um, so you can get more eyes on what you're doing. You can grow that audience and then you can reach that level of impact that you like. Which social media platforms are your favorite right now? Instagram. <laughs> All right. And uh, last one, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now, I'm selling my company, most likely, and starting something more in the entrepreneurial startup space to help new startups. All right. Well, I wish you best of luck on that journey. And uh, again, I want to thank you for being on the show and providing so much value to our listeners. Before we sign off, if people want to connect with you, follow you, or, or just learn more about what you do or, or how you can help them? What are the best ways to do that? Um, I'm on multiple social media platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the platforms under Kalani Michelle. So C-A-L-O-N-I and then Michelle with two L's. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. You can also go to uh, KalaniMichelle.com. And then you can also visit my personal branding agency, Brandstrom. So like Nordstrom, but Brandstrom.co. Vanstrom.co. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today to our, to our listeners and viewers. Thank you for tuning in and we can't wait to see you next time. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.